93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. And always streaming at 933kwto.com. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. You know, one of the things we do occasionally, not every Friday, but occasionally on Fridays, we have a segment called Fitness Friday. This started last year. Brother Noah started last year. We do a lot of conversations about weight loss, getting healthy, working out, powerlifting, crossfitting, you name it. For our listeners who don't know, we're in the middle of 75 hard year two, which means today when it's, when it's in the teens and, and, and single digits, we're still got to get out there for a workout. But now joining us on the show, one of the success stories on social media, a guy who decided to take control of his own weight loss journey, Dave from Canada. Dave, welcome back. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good to have you, Dave. You know the drill. First question on the show is our question of the day. Question of the day may require a little thought, but question of the day is this. It, what is your favorite flag in the world that is not your home country's flag? Oh, well, I have to say, obviously, USA. I have a, a flag in a case in my living room that was flown over in Iraq for a day by one of my U.S. Army friends. And, uh, yeah, I look at that every day. Love it. All right. Dave. Tell our listeners a little bit about your weight loss journey because we're going to get to the book that you and your daughter have, have written together, but tell us a little bit about your, your backstory and your weight loss journey. Sure. Well, in 1994, I was involved in a, a stabbing incident and uh, came pretty close to dying. So for a good 20 years, I was lazy. I, I drank a lot to escape PTSD from it. And it was five nights a week by the pitcher, not by the pint, and it was getting pretty bad. I blew up to my heaviest was 392 pounds, and well, I'm six foot two. I carried it still pretty good, but I wasn't healthy. I was on about 14 pills for all kinds of medical issues. And yeah, when I became a dad in 2014, I gave up the drinking, and then started to lose a little bit of weight. But then when she was almost, she was four and a half years old, we were at a playground and she just wanted to race me home. And of course I lost two of the stab wounds on my leg, cut the muscle in half. So I have half a muscle in my upper left thigh. So with that and my weight, obviously I had to say no. And I had a picture of her face because my, well, my ex-wife took a picture of us and you could just see it in her face. It's the sadness and the, you know, and then. When I'd take her to play centers or like the gymnasium where I'd always had to watch the other parents play with their kids and I could just see her looking around at that. So it, it lit a fire in me. It, it woke me up and I decided, you know what, this is enough for being lazy. And uh, in just over three years, I've dropped 175 pounds. And um, yeah, I'm on, I don't take any pills anymore. When I get down to play with her on the ground, it doesn't take me three minutes to get up. We go to the play centers. I, I I took a video the first time I followed her up to the slide and her face just, oh, I'll never forget it. Uh, tell us, okay, three years, 175 pounds. You know, I saw you you posted the other day something about uh, talking about Ozempic, but you did it the old school way. Tell us how you did it. 
Um, well, I start at light. I work out three days a week, and then every day I walk, uh, I guess, I'll, three miles. That's five kilometers here, so about 3.1 miles. And just starting little things, like instead of, you know, you get up to do something instead of just emailing someone at work when I was working in an office, just little things like go ask them a question. And uh, But mostly boxing. Um, I was introduced to boxing. There was first time I tried a gym out, there was two guys behind me, and they were mocking the back of my neck, was looking like a pack of sausages. Uh, one of the guys said, oh, I hope they reinforce the treadmill today. So it was just, just horrible. So when I lost my first 100 pounds, I went on a little community page here and just posted a thank you to those guys for the motivation. So this boxing club saw this post and they're like, hey, we're a family here. Come down. Just come check it out. And I was in this place five minutes. And this guy that's got five titles now, he's a pro boxer. He's going to be fighting in Vegas soon. He came over and was like, call me a champ. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. And he still checks in with me time to time. You know, he's... And so these, these boxing guys, they gave me a year membership, unlimited training, and, you know, everything for, for just for helping me out. Amazing. You know, it's it's fascinating to hear stories like this. Uh, you know, over that three-year journey, 135, I assume it's not a straight line. You're not dropping you know, a pound every single week, I assume you've got, you know, you drop a bunch, then you hit a lull, you drop some, you hit a plateau. During those three years, where did you ever get to the point where like, ah, I've, I've done enough or, oh, this is too hard? Well, when I hit the 100-pound mark, that was my goal because I wanted to donate a dollar a pound to my favorite military charity. And then when I hit that, I just kind of tossed the scale and thought I didn't weigh myself for a year because I knew it was going to go up and down, up and down, and... I don't really weigh myself anymore, but I've gone from a size 46 pants to 32. Yeah, just put away a scale. If, if you are weighing yourself, do it once a month or once every two months because that can be your worst enemy. Now, here's the next question. You know, as you do this, and I've, I've seen this with my kids as I do, they, they start to be like, oh, dad, you're doing a, you know, I, I did paleo last year for 75 days. I'm doing kind of a version of primal or paleo this year. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll eat like you today. Or we'll, you know, what are, it changes the way you make food for the family and it changes their workout habits. Has your daughter, does she do the workouts with you? Um, yeah, first time she came boxing with me, she actually, uh, she was in kids boxing for a while and she does karate. Uh, gymnastics, even the running club at school, I actually joined it with her. So once a week, when it's not minus 46 degrees, we'll go and you just do like 10 laps around the track with your kids. More parents are starting to come out and it's, it's unreal. I never had that on my 2023 bingo card, that's for sure. Now, you you and your daughter have written a book together. When did the idea come about that you, you wanted to do that? Um, well, a very close friend of mine, there was a a 5K race for charity coming up in our town. And just six months before, he was like, I'd sign you up for this because I believe you can do it. And I was terrified because before I started all this, I couldn't even walk a mile without having leg cramps. And so um, he signed us up for it. We all three of us did this race together and we were coming towards the finish line. I guess all the people that had finished before us were there, you know, cheering us on. And it was, uh, the best moment of my life when I crossed that line. She was reading one of her kids' books about 
Veterans Day or something. And like, Dad, we should write a book. We should write a book about our race. Um, yeah, so we did it together. She came up with some of the words, came up with the names. And I'm like, okay, so I got this book done now. Let's, how are we going to draw this? So I went on my local community page. And I'm like, is there any illustrators in town? There's only 3,000 people live here, so I didn't know. But uh, this mom lives across the street from me, literally two houses down. Her daughter is a 15-year-old illustrator. She's like, she'll draw all the pictures. So it just came together. It took us about four months, and I decided to, uh, you know, it's, it's not super expensive, but we get $9 a book for it. So I'm splitting that uh, between my daughter and this girl's education fund. Um, and if it does well enough, I'm going to keep it going as a you know permanent scholarship for for kids. It is pretty fun. I, I talked to somebody one time that said uh, one of the best things he ever did is he paid somebody to write his uh, parents' biography. And he's like, that way I always had a copy on my shelf forever. This is like your and your daughter's biography. You get to write it together. And then when she's older, she can always look back and be like, oh, man, that was really cool that we got to do it together. I, I, it's kind of something that lasts not just not just for years, but but beyond us. Well, her idea uh, at the end of the book, we uh, there's a blank page where you can write a goal with your kid or whoever's reading it together. And then, I mean, you pick up this book six months from now and look at your goal and see if, you know, even it's just less screen time or, you know, every Sunday is day at the park day or just to go out and do things instead of just, you know, heads down on the tablet. Um, whatever goal a family has, they can put in there and check in on it and see how they're doing. All right. Uh, Dave, if people want to buy the book, how do they find it? Is it? Do they have to contact you directly or is it on Amazon? What's the process for buying it? Uh, it's on Amazon and Kindle, digital, and paperback, and anywhere in the world. If you just search The Great Race, My Daddy, it comes right up there. Um, yeah, or even just my name, Dave Murphy, it comes up there, and my little mini autobiography, ROC. All right, Dave, if people want to follow your journey on social media, if they want to know more about how you lost the weight, uh, you know, you, you post a lot of pictures, you, you provide a lot of inspiration to people. How do they follow you on social media? Um, I'm pretty easy to find them there, too. It's just my first name, Dave, and then M-U-R-Y-Y-C, which is the airport code for Calgary, where I used to live. Um, but yeah, Dave Murray, Y-Y-C, I'm the, that's my username on everything. I just joined, my daughter made me join TikTok. Oh, my gosh. Can't, can, cannot endorse that. Cannot endorse that. No, no. <laughs> All right, Dave. Yeah, on Twitter, for sure. All right, Dave Murr, get on social media, find the book, order a copy. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. With that said, let's do a 75 hard check-in. Garrett, how goes it? Fine. Ha! Fine. It's all right. Look, we, we, we've talked about this a couple of times on the show. There are people out there who who eat celery and feel happier. There are people out there who who lift weights and feel stronger immediately. There are people out there who who run and get a, a runner's high. Uh, there, there are people out there who have clean living and strong habits and read books and all of this stuff, and it makes You're them feel good. You're trying to become good. that person. And, but I, I'm trying, and right now I am not, man. Every time, 
I, I keep telling myself, you'll find, you'll have pride in this eventually. You'll take joy in this eventually, all this stuff. And it's just, it might just not be what the good Lord blessed me with. I'm telling you, I'm still, I'm keeping up for the most part. I'll, I'll be totally honest. Uh, there, there are some days where it's really cold outside and I'll do one workout, uh, instead of two. There are some days where I, uh, I maybe, you know, a, a chapter ends at, Whenever I've only read eight pages of the book and I'm like, eh, I, I can't just start the next two pages. Um, I'm still reading and working out and eating cleaner than I ever have before. I did, um, either last night or the night before I, I left the studio here pretty late, later than I usually leave with just a terrible headache. Um, I, I, I can't remember like the past, the, I couldn't remember the past hour of what had gone on, uh, while I was working. And so I finally broke down and stopped at a Taco Bell and, had a little bit of food there and I felt gross afterwards. And so I'm not going to do that again. I'm still, I'm still sticking to avoiding fast food, but I'm just, listen, I, I don't know if this is relatable for people. I don't know if people are laughing at me out there. I don't know which one is occurring right now, but if you're one of those people out there where exercising doesn't make you feel better and eating junk food makes you feel just as happy as eating carrots and celery and a big, uh, sirloin steak, then I'm your guy because that's exactly how I am right now. I'm still doing 75 hard. I'm just I'm not getting the dopamine high joy of it that was prescribed and described to me earlier before we started. Uh, you know, I will say this has been and I heard this from other people. The second time is tougher than the first time because the first time it's new. It's different. It's exciting. You're accomplishing something. The second you're like, I'm doing the same thing I already did. So it is. It's a very different experience. Um, I have been been um, doing it, but not enjoying it, but I'm sticking with it. Uh, like I said, you know, my focus this time has been less on letter of the law, more on spirit of the law. And by that, I don't mean I'm like taking penalty strokes. I just mean the goal is to have hard is to make yourself healthier. Last time it was like, ooh, I want to eat fewer calories, work out a ton and lose weight. This time it's like, no, I want to change the nutritional composition of my body. So lots more sup like vitamins, minerals, supplements, trying a lot of things like that, still chugging the water, doing the diet, all of that good stuff. But definitely not as fun the second time. And this weekend, not going to be super fun. And then not only going to spend the next few days in this absolutely brutally cold weather here with the wind and then, you know, all that kind of stuff, then flying to New Hampshire for the Republican primary. Uh, got to check in with some of the campaigns up there. So I'll be in Boston and New Hampshire next week. For the Republican primary, going to make for an exciting and interesting time while I'm there. And uh, not going to get any warmer, I expect. So th- that is cool. You've talked about your favorite place that you've ever visited, uh, that that little town in Texas that with all the barbecue. What was that place called? Lockhart. Lockhart, Lockhart Texas. Not you, my favorite, but my favorite trip ever was was the day I went through Lockhart. Your favorite trip. What Now, let, let's look at this just politically. What do you think is your favorite place politically outside of Missouri? Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Should have phrased that a little better. Who do you think, other than other than Jeff City, DC? Let's take those out of it. Which area in the United States is most passionate about politics? So uh, I don't know what's most passionate. I can tell you three right off the top. I had really fun visits. I had political visits. Uh, flew out to Salt Lake, had uh, dinner with Brad Wilson, the Speaker of the Utah House, and his wife in Salt Lake. He gave us a tour of the Capitol, and then he's now, this year, he's running to replace Mitt Romney in the U.S. Senate. Brad Wilson, great guy out in Utah. Look him up on social media. He's fantastic. 
year or two ago went down, uh, two years ago, went down to Dallas, Texas, or actually San Antonio, Texas. Actually, it was the same trip, went to Lockhart, had breakfast with Joe Strauss. He was a six-year Speaker of the House in, in Texas, still very involved in politics down there. Great. He reminds me in look and tone of Nick Saban. Has all these sayings, just like, hey, you just got to practice makes permanent. So, you know, if you're not practicing perfect, you're just going to create these bad. Like, has all these sayings, he just rattles off. Super fun. And then uh, back after the 2020 elections, they had special elections in Georgia. Uh, so Joel and I, we flew down to to Atlanta, drove up to, to Cobb County, went to a place called Alpharetta to do some door knocking for those U.S. Senate candidates. Fantastic, exciting time. Alpharetta was absolutely amazing. They have a place called the Enclave there that if you ever get the chance to go, it's it's super cool. Those would probably be three of my favorite political trips. Oh, and went down to West Palm Beach. It's the new home of all things Republican. Went by Mar-a-Lago, had dinner with some some of the some of the people down there. It was it was fantastic. I love it. I was just, I was just curious. What were we even talking? We get off topics. We do. Okay. You know what? Let's just, this is a great time to take a break. I want to come back. We've been talking about this for a little bit. I want to talk about church attendance in light of COVID in light of everything that's going on. There's this conversation about church attendance declining. Is it because of COVID? Is it real? We'll talk about that coming right up.